I'd like to call to order the Planning and Zoning Commission meeting for Thursday, September 14th. Um, roll call. Hisman. Here. Maybe. Here. Outcall. Here. Kern. Here. Hansen. Present. Four members present. Quorum is established. Um, we'd like to approve uh, the minutes for August 10th, 2023. Any? I'll make a motion to approve the minutes of the meeting from August 10th. Sec second. Roll call. Kern. Yes. Hisman. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Out call. Yes. Four yeses. Motion passes. Approval of the agenda for this evening. Make a motion. I entertain a motion. I'll make a motion to approve the agenda. Second. Roll call. Out call. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Kern. Yes. Hisman. Yes. Four yeses. Motion passes. Okay. As far as communications, we have correspondence on the back table back there, and we need uh, the permitting officials report. Do you have anything? Uh, yeah. Um, on August 11th, I conducted a roughing inspection of the new bus facility. Located on Lot D, Hini Homestead. On August 30th, uh, I did an occupancy inspection of a single family home located on Block 59, Lot 3. And also since our last meeting, um, I have done three RV inspections as well. I want to give you an update on conditional use permits as well. Conditional use permit number 2337. On September 11th, I inspected the deck on Henry Burnham's property on Block 71, Lot 1, which was resized to meet the existing setback requirements. As a result of the inspection, the conditional use permit was issued and sent to the property owner. Uh, update uh, regarding conditional use permit number 23-42. On August 16th, the Board of Appeals met to review an appeal regarding the denial of conditional use permit application number 23 42. The Board of Appeals decision was to approve conditional use permit application number 23-42 until October 31st, 2023. On September 7th, I was informed by the appellants that they were able to secure a lease for a lot where they were going to park and wash their rental vehicles. The property is located on Block 90, Lot 1 in the Business General Zone. Thanks. Okay. <clears throat> Citizens present. Sherry, do you have anything? Sherry Corrington. Um, two things that I want to talk about. I'm not sure if this is the right place, but I think one is a topic that needs to be discussed at every single meeting. And that is capacity for what's going on in our community. How can you plan 
anything if you're dealing with a runaway train that we are not in control of. So I think it's time that we need to put our forces together and figure out what can we handle in this community? When is enough enough? We're losing people left and right, and it's only going to get worse. So <clears throat> we need to know how to plan, and we can't do that if we aren't calling the shot on how many people get dumped off in our port. And we're at a point in our community that we get to do that now. So I would love to see us put a timeout on any additional numbers in this town until we have a plan and that's planning and zoning. So it's a civic affairs issue. It's a finance issue. It's a public safety issue, period. Um, and one thing that has been really hard for me was uh, this is an older issue and that is the Fraser train depot that happened without any public input whatsoever. Um, it was something that went through, I, it did not go through planning and zoning. We did not get letters as residents and this is unacceptable. Um, this is also a civic affairs issue. It's a public safety issue. I have seen so many near scary things on my corner um, since that went into place. Giant buses should not be going down a densely populated residential area, period. We have State Street. They have space up on my past property up top. So when they wanted to develop an uh, RV park in that area, um, we all got letters as part of the process. Every adjacent property owner was given a letter. We had the opportunity for public comment and we all shot it down because the RV park that was currently in operation there was like, there was no uh, oversight whatsoever. It got out of hand. And so without a plan in place on how to monitor and like, control the noise and control people speeding. It just wasn't happening. So everyone around there said, no, we don't want more of that. And then the trees came down. And then suddenly the traffic got rerouted through three giant apartment building areas, kids playing, you know, no one ever stops at that stop sign, not even the cops. So we're cruising for bruising and we are suffering as a community with every price increase, with everything that's going on. Um, we need a plan and we need a way to come up with a better vision of who we are. Like re look at the comp plan again, listen to what people were talking about in 2019. We were at the end of it. You know, quality of life was huge. We had to pause this conversation during the pandemic. I don't fault the assembly. I don't fault the process at all. We were figuring out how to make it through. We are through and we are back to where we were in 2019, which was enough, enough. 
we are cannibalizing ourselves and people are going to get hurt and we're going to lose the heart of this community. Thank you. Thank you, Shirley. Any, un uh, any unfinished business? Okay. Um, new business. Um, election of officers. Anybody have anything to say regarding election of officers? Yeah. Why? Okay. Um, we're going to have a municipal election here in just a few weeks. There's going to be new members on this board. Why would we now have election of officers. Historically, we've done it after the election. Mm -hmm. We have no idea who the mayor is going to be. We have no idea uh, how this board is going to look. And uh, um, I, I just don't see the purpose in it, especially now. Can this committee run without a chair? Like, is there rules about that? I believe there should be a chair and a vice chair, and that's why we put this on the agenda. Well, why don't we just why don't we just appoint a vice chair? I mean, Ryan, there is a vice chair. I'm looking on Skagway boards, commissions, and committees, and Mr. O'Callaghan, you are the vice chair. Your term ends in 2023, Mr. Hisman. You're Terms 2024, Ms. Commissioner maybe 24, Ms. Kern 25, and the chair seat is vacant. I think the board can function fine with a vice chair for one meeting. Well, at a minimum, we're going to have two new members, correct? We should. Uh, minimum one. If, if we're going to replace Ms. her and, and Mr. Replace the fifth member. Uh, well, Mr. O'Call, your your term is also up. So if my you, term is up. Your term is up, and there's a vacancy that was up in 23. In uh, end of September or end of October? Typically, the appointments come out, as Commissioner sure. Hisman just said, you know, once there's an election, particularly with the, you know, every year there are new appointments okay. um, confirmed by the Assembly. And that's typically done you know, late October, 1st November, meeting in November. Um, that's, that pretty much happens every year. So I, I, I agree, uh, Mr. Hisman that you could wait a meeting and I don't think it's going to really impact it or two meetings. I mean, it, as long as you've got a quorum and you've got a vice chair, it functions. Okay. I mean, we can, Thank we you. can look into code and see if there's some sort of time phrase on the chair. Back on this assembly, if I recall. I did. Not as any official capacity, more or less I asked you because we needed someone with experience to be there. Okay. Can I scoot to the end then? <laughs> um, I'll stick around for another term if we need to. So. Very honorable. Thank you. And did you just say my term is in 24? That's what it says here online. Um, more and it was this year. I'll, I can tell you. I can tell you how to verify what I'm looking at, uh, Commissioner Hisman. Um, when you click on the Skagway website and Boards and Commissions, there's list of Boards, Commissions, and Committees updated September 1st, 2023. 
and that was there all of them, including when the terms uh, expire. Then okay. I'll just stay put where I'm at for for another month. Then roughly, what you're saying. Okay. Then I make a motion that we just skip the election. Well, I can't make a motion. Right. I, I, I would suggest postpone until after the municipal election. I would suggest we postpone the election until after the election. And I would make a formal motion that we do that. So you want me to make a formal motion? We can't I don't think you can make motions. Make yeah. <clears throat> I'll second. That'll work. Okay, res new. I got to get a vote on it. Oh, that's right. Roll a vote. His then. Yes. Outcall. Yes. Kern. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Four yeses, motion passes. Okay, number eight, resolutions. Um, we make a mo. I entertain a motion to adopt the planning and zoning resolution number 2309R, approving the conditional use application number 2356. Michelle Harris. Um, in the residential general zone, she requests to build an accessory housing structure with a garage. I entertain that motion. I'll make a motion to adopt planning and zoning resolution number 23-09R. Second. Roll call. Pardon? Okay. Uh, Hisman. Yes. Kern. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Outcall. Yes. Four yeses. Motion passes. Public hearing. Anybody else want to anything to say? Oh, Ryan, do you have anything for us? Pardon? Yeah. Yes. Um, I guess I need to explain the assembly's decision uh, on the conditional use application 23-42. Effectively, the applicants were given a two-month grace period to the end of the season. Um, I regret that chairperson, for my understanding, was extremely upset about that, uh, but there was no written correspondence, so I don't, and I have not talked with her. This is what the mayor told me. And he told me there are no other applications for the current uh, planning and zoning. I think you commissioners made the exact right decision um, because of your role of what how you're supposed to interpret code. Assembly sometimes is a little more lenient, but I think two months with their presentation of the capital expenses they had and they didn't have time to figure out a different way to operate their business was the basis of why the assembly gave them till October effectively to 
find a different path. And according to the permitting officials uh, report, they have, and they have found one in business general and that's appropriate and it's within code and it's within the zoning. So I, I do um, regret the resignation of Chair Lawson. I would certainly like to hear from her, her convictions. Um, and I'm surprised there's not a formal letter expressing that. Any more discussion on that? I'm actually getting quite concerned with the assembly's willingness to overrule us. We're charged with making these decisions according to the laws as they exist. And it makes it that much harder for us because now the next person to come in is going to say, well, you know, they're going to say two things. First, they're going to say, well, you know, uh, this person just got a extension or whatever you want to call it. And the second thing they're going to say is, well, we'll just appeal it. That's it. Anybody else? I understand that feeling. Um, having sat up here for a number of years in the past, um, more than once, probably two or three times, we I saw things overturned by the assembly, and and it's going to happen now and then. Um, do we continue to serve? I think we have a responsibility to serve the community. Um, it's our own individual our own individual choice to do so, but we're going to get shot down once in a while. Do I think it's? Do I think the assembly should support the law a little bit better? The 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 rules that are in place, I do, but I also understand. Um, one instance is we live in this small city, and and we're only four blocks wide, and maybe we need to change some rules so that people can wash buses where need be. Um, but that would entertain changing some rules in order to make that legitimate. I mean, I will disagree with that because uh, there are people that live here. They live here in the residential areas and they expect those residential areas to be respected. Yeah. And I understand that as well. I just think that there's, we all live in this little town and just like Sherry said, <coughs> it, how big is this thing going to get? And I want, you know, I, I don't want buses washed at my house, but, but are they going to, you know, none of us want anything in our own backyard, but at the same time, we want everyone to succeed and, and, and function here in this town. Somewhere there's a happy medium and I don't know where that would be. I really don't, but I think, being kind to one another and at the same time abiding by the laws that are established. Um, somehow we've got to make that happen kindly and gently. That's tough. So you guys voted in a certain way or overturned this and I can understand it. And 
It's tough stuff. All right. I would say, it, I mean, to say that it was overturned, I don't know if that's completely accurate. Okay. Um, I think we, you know, we, we, we effectively delayed the action for two months to the end of the season. Um, to say that we completely flipped on PNZ's uh, ruling, I don't, I mean, I think you can read exactly what it says. It's till October 31st, 2023. So you can read that either way you want, but um, I think the assembly granted a two month grace period. That's the way I interpreted the action. Um, chair, speak. Um, I just wanted to say something on that too. And, um, you know, as being on HCC for years, I often would suggest actually that, you know, or at least not suggest, but let people know that they could always appeal a decision if it wasn't favorable or what they were after. Um, one of the things that we've ran into with, at least that I did with those appeals was that we didn't get clear information on why that exemption or why that exception was made. And I think that when an appeal is approved and an exception is made, that really clear guidance for why that happened or some sort of leadership and accountability that lets us know on that decision so that when we do have the next person come in here, we have some continuity of why that decision was made in that way. So that when we're doing things, because it does come back to you, I'd say the um, the building down on Third Avenue that was painted red and yellow that came at HDC, and that was an appeal, and that came at us meeting after meeting after meeting to explain, and it became very difficult for volunteers to be able to say, "Hey, we're upholding you to this code, but why is this permitted over here?" And what was the exception for that for holding these standards? So I think, you know, obviously it is the right and the authority and accountability of the assembly to do so, but clear guidance to us and and at least something too that we can um, clearly communicate back with citizens when they come into this room and they're asking for the same thing that we know exactly why and then kind of where to stand so that we can separate ourselves because we did um, either way we end up being kind of the bad guy, I guess, if that's the correct way of saying that. And it's just, it's the way that it's approached and not having vetted way of responding to all those requests over the years um it would just better suit us so it's not in disagreement but maybe a little bit more um transparency and understanding for us so that we're all communicating the same yeah. as a quasi judicial board you're making rulings on people's property and the assembly sat as the same you know the next level of a quasi judicial board and it was the testimony from the applicants was the same testimony you got saying it would severely impact their ability with their amortization and everything else of equipment that they bought. And the assembly heard that and made a ruling based on that. So in terms of transparency, it was the same testimony. Yeah. So it was interpreted different. And I, you know, I personally don't think that that's a slap in the face to planning and zoning. What was, what was done Chairperson, I haven't spoken with her directly, but you know, from what the mayor told me, felt that way. And I, I regret that. I think Chair Lawson did a wonderful job and it's a loss. Um, and when you make determinations and you make votes, there are going to be people who are unpleased and that's hard. Um, and I can certainly remember times uh, as Commissioner O'Call 
says where the, the assembly did overturn things. And that's the process. Um, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, but I've sat in your shoes too. And I was part of some of those rulings and also sat up here for years where there were only three of us because no one else showed up. So I appreciate all of you coming. I make, I entertain the next thing on the agenda is number 11 adjournment. I make, I entertain a motion. I just had one more thing to say to you, just for um, discussion on there and to you, kind of a response to what um, Ms. Corrington brought up, but um, not to make excuses, looking for more time and hoping that after the fiscal year ends that I will have capacity in October to do a little bit more research, but um, capacity is becoming a really strong word in this community and housing is not a new word that we hear a lot about being an issue. I think it's been coming to this board for more than two decades. Um, as an issue and you know you start to look through things and the one thing I would like to see you know we are planning and zoning is to maybe just start to understand exactly what we are what is our capacity how many bathrooms do we have how much spaces are for people should they need shelter um you know can we handle a cruise ship that's stuck here for a week <laughs> what do we do you know what if they have to get off the ship like just just basic ideas but start to run numbers what is our capacity what is our response rate um you know if you look at the census like it says 767 housing units occupied by two and a half people, only 360 families. You start to look at numbers, you start to look at these things and go, what are we? Because we can say capacity, we can say lack of housing all we want, but right now that is empty and it's not going to, I think, trigger anything faster than we've been doing for the last few decades until we actually see the baseline of where we're at. And so I don't know what extent that means and if it just planning and zoning or an ad hoc committee of some sorts, because there's going to be information from um, various things, whether it's the fire department on um, and the surveying of buildings and, you know, capacity of buses that we get through the DMV and all that information. But I think it's important that, you know, we, it's a huge item. It's a huge factor. It's impacting our lives. We're losing our family. We're losing our friends because of capacity, because of housing. Um, but what is that? And so I think it would benefit to start to do some of the legwork um, and get at least that baseline start to be laid out so that we can work from somewhere, figure out where we're at to figure out where we need to go and maybe see where our gaps are, what are the biggest holes and what, you know, what might actually be limiting us before we say we're, it's just too much. It's, there's not enough places to live that doesn't get us anywhere. So I was hoping to maybe add that at some point. Um, after election, I guess would be the best time, but to see if it could maybe be a standing discussion or in something that we start working on and to focus a little bit on the planning for the community. And that was it on that. Do we have a work session regarding that? Move we adjourn. A second. Roll call. Maybe. Yes. Outcall. Yes. Hisman. Yes. Kern. Yes. Four yeses. Motion passes.